This is Reset. I'm Susie On, in for Sasha Ann Simons. Chicago is one of America's most segregated big cities. The Metropolitan Planning Council recently found segregation costs the region $4.4 billion in lost income every year. And it touches every aspect of Chicagoans' lives, from housing and education to healthcare and the economy. A new WTTW documentary series, Firsthand Segregation, puts a human face on the impact racial divisions have on individuals across the city through 15 personal stories. It airs tonight on at WTTW.com slash firsthand. In addition to the docuseries, WTTW will publish news specials and host community conversations and expert video talks on segregation throughout the year. Joining us now to talk about the docuseries are executive producer Dan Protis and director of four episodes of the series, Teresa White. Dan, Teresa, welcome to Reset. Thanks for having us. Dan, we'll start with you. Um, This docuseries is actually part of a larger multi-year and multi-platform project at WTTW called The First Hand. Uh, It's it's covered gun violence, the coronavirus pandemic, and poverty in in past years. How did First Hand come about? So... um... You know, it it felt often like there are these really important issues that are facing our community and our country that are too often uh, become abstractions when we talk about them. They uh, are driven by statistics or uh, by theoretical conversations. And what's often missing is the human face. Mm -hmm. And so we seek to put a human face on some of these issues, and segregation in particular Uh, We tend to get bogged down in historical conversations, which are extremely important. And in fact, the historical conversation around redlining and some of the tools that have historically been used by segregationists are part part of what drove us to, to tackle this subject this year. But what we also wanted to show was that that history, that, that we're still living with the ghosts of that past, that Chicagoans are still affected by segregation in a multitude of ways. And so uh, through 15 documentaries, we looked at 15 different people who are being impacted by segregation in 15 different ways. And in producing this documentary, you know, you mentioned redlining. What did you learn about how Chicago ended up so segregated? Uh, Well, a number of reasons. Actually, many people have said Chicago invented uh, segregation, which in many ways is true. There's redlining, and obviously you and your colleagues at WBEZ have done an excellent job of covering that over the years, um, at the, the many ways in which redlining and contract buying and a number of other tools have uh, forcibly pushed people apart from each other. And, and so then the question is, now we're in 2022, uh, A, Why are we still as divided as we are? Uh, B, how does that affect us? And C, how might we seek to disrupt segregation? And and you see a lot of that in this. You know, you would think automatically the the opposite of segregation is integration. So therefore, a logic would lead one to believe that the solution is to integrate. But we, we see many different ways in which people are disrupting uh, segregation in particular, and uh, Teresa can speak to this more specifically. In a story that she directed, we meet a uh, black real estate developer who recognizes that Chicago is segregated and that with that racial segregation comes a segregation of resources. And so how, how can uh, the tools of real estate be used to 
redistribute the wealth that has been historically stripped from the black community. And Teresa, I want to bring you in here. Uh, that That is uh, the story of Courtney Jones, right? Um, can you tell us a little bit more? Yeah, so with Courtney, it's interesting how he kind of brought up the fact that in the black community, you can kind of look around and see dilapidated homes with the X's on it. And then the next couple of weeks or months, you'll see a maybe a, a, a white firm come in and create a different home for that for that location. And his idea is to actually bring in um, a group of people from the community to actually redo that, their own community. So instead of having outsiders come in um, into your own community and create a new type of community, you do it yourself. He has that, and in the video, you'll see that he has um, a program for receivers where he teaches young black uh, people of color how to create, how to become receivers and how to just recreate their own communities. And and uh, Courtney also mentioned, you know, some of the challenges that um, receivers and and um, realtors have uh, when when trying to develop and um, or even just to show property and for homeowners. Uh, black homeowners to be able to buy those houses. Can you talk a little bit about some of those challenges? Um, I think it's just discrimination in general mm-hmm. um, and trying to get loans and, and actually having access to understand what a receiver even even is. And so it's, it's really about educating the community so they can come to a level where they're in the actual playing field of, say, be able to do these things. And Dan, what are some misconceptions about segregation in Chicago you hope the series will address? So one, of course, is that uh, people tend to think that uh, segregation is all in the past, and this series definitely sets the record straight on that. Um, and, and I also think, you know, one of the most damaging effects of Chicago's segregation is that too often the only exposure that many of us have to what's going on on the other side of town is through the media um, and, and and social media, of course, as a subset of the media. And I think this is an opportunity for us to use uh, our project firsthand to expose uh, to expose Chicagoans to what's happening on the other side of the city um, and, and to see that, that people are, are thriving mm-hmm. despite the city's ugly past and, and to offer a glimpse of people who are really working in good faith to unify the city. Um, and, and also maybe just to even give Chicagoans a broader sense of who their neighbors are, because that's another one of the effects of segregation is we tend to have a, a very narrowly defined sense of community and to start to think of community in a broader sense of, mm-hmm. to include people on the other side of town. Was there anything that, that really surprised you as you were putting this project together? You know, one thing that really jumped out at me, a theme that I did not see coming at all, was the many ways in which it's hard for people to find a place a place that feels right for them in the city. And in fact, several of the stories that Teresa directed uh, get at this. We see a family, the Richards family, driving around the South Side, trying to find a neighborhood where they felt safe and welcomed and also that had the kind of amenities, I mean, school, I wouldn't call that an amenity, that's a necessity, Mm -hmm. but amenities like grocery stores, again, also pretty basic. Um, And we we see another family, Tia Brown's family. Uh, they're, They're from the West Side. They're finding that the West Side neighborhood they're from, Austin, has gotten really expensive. They try to move to the South Side. They're 
find that they're actually uh, unwelcome and are discriminated against overtly based on race. Mm -hmm. And so then they end up in another South Side neighborhood where they feel like it's violent and they're looking back on the West Side. Mm -hmm. Um, The kinds of dilemmas that we tend to think of Chicagoans in the 1950s and 60s confronting are still alive and unfortunately well today. Well, Teresa, um, uh, when folks tune in tonight, they uh, they will be able to see Ari and Ted Richards' story. Can you, um, uh, Dan mentioned uh, their family and uh, looking for a home. Can you tell us a little bit more about the Richards? Yeah, so the Richards are a part of uh, the Jackson Park Highlands. And so from an outsider looking in, that can be a very lovely, beautiful block, which it is but it's also a community within the South Shore community, which has a lot of um, violence. Mm-hmm. And so with them, they want a place where their family can just generally thrive. And in the story, you'll see um, how they're just trying to find a home now because even though that community is has this great spot, it also has a lot of violence. And, so, and also the community schools are not the best. So the mother travels every morning in Chicago traffic to go to a school on the north side, and the father walks his daughter to school every morning because he doesn't know if anything's going to happen to her. Mm-hmm. So it's all about um, a family just trying to find their place to thrive. And it's interesting, um, their children are biracial. And Ted, the father, kind of talks about um, how there's, there's like this struggle to find a place where they can be comfortable and safe in two different ways in terms of their own culture and also mm. in terms of racism. So um, it's just a story of really trying to figure out how to be comfortable in a city that's so segregated and you have to make choices on what you want in your community. And you can't, it's almost like you can't have it all. Like you're yeah. in this community where they're with um, in the black community, but at the same time, they don't have enough resources to really thrive. Right. Let's listen to a bit from that story here. Are Ari and Ted talking about their search for a new neighborhood in Chicago's South Side. I guess I would say that everyone wants to be in a place where they feel like they belong. And so what segregation does and the inequity of, of resources that it results in leads to being forced to make a choice between belonging and having those best resources. You're listening to Reset. I'm Susie on in for Sasha Ann Simons, and we're talking about a new documentary series from WTTW about firsthand stories of segregation in Chicago. It airs tonight at WTTW.com slash firsthand. Uh, Teresa, how did you go about finding these 15 Chicagoans um, whose stories you're telling in these series? Well, actually, uh, I believe that was producer Leticia Dickerson and Dan Protest working together to find the, um, mm-hmm. the stories. But with me, it was when I was assigned the stories, it was basically kind of trying to figure out how to best tell the story. And just like with the Ari and Ted story, it was a matter of figuring out, like, at what point do we follow them to a different school or we do we, or do we take um, Ted walking his daughter to school to show the actual community? So with, for my end, it was a matter of trying to figure out how to best tell their story and make them connect with the, with the actual audience. And, and what was it like meeting um, all the folks uh, whose stories you told, like like Ari and Ted? Um, I think it. I mean, I think it was it was actually beautiful because I, I, it's it's none of the stories that I uh, that I told are just people complaining about their community. They're talking about that they actually want to still live there, but they need help and they need more resources. So I think it's beautiful when you have people who are trying to really up truly really. really um, thrive in the community and, and uplift it, but at the same time just say, hey, there are some things that need to be fixed here, and we're willing to help if we have the resource to do so. 
for you, Teresa, why is it important to tell these kinds of firsthand personal stories about people facing issues like segregation in Chicago? Well, definitely, I am a born Southsider. I grew up in the Inglewood neighborhood, and I just know from experience of actually leaving my neighborhood and going to the University of Illinois in Champaign and actually coming back, you start to realize that there are some differences in how people live in general. And I think once I began, once, you know, I, I learned that aspect, I just really wanted to um, shed a light on what people go through. And mm-hmm. I think the best way to do that is to have a firsthand account. You know, in journalism, we go back and forth and telling different sides of the story. But sometimes you just really need to hear a firsthand account from a person who is experiencing something firsthand. Yeah. And Dan, uh, the firsthand segregation project at WTTW goes way beyond this documentary series. Um, what else can people expect from the project in the coming year? Yeah, so the, as you mentioned, there's the 15 documentaries available at wttw.com slash firsthand. There's also six expert talks uh, from experts on segregation. Uh, one of them uh, is Tanika Johnson, the founder of the uh, Folded Map Project, mm-hmm. where she linked up uh, what she calls map twins, so maybe someone who lives at 5500 North with someone who lives at 5500 South. Um there's also going to be uh, several text journalism pieces, uh, much of it data-driven, which was produced by our partners, the uh, Southside Weekly and the Invisible Institute. And then our, our colleagues at WTTW News will be doing stories throughout uh, 2022. Um, and then also monthly conversations uh, starting with tonight at 6 p.m. with a few of the documentary participants. That was Dan Potus and Teresa White, executive producer and director of the new documentary series, First Hand Segregation, airing tonight on WTTW.com slash First Hand. Thank you to you both. Thanks for listening. I'm Sasha Ann Simons. We've got more for you on the podcast, WBEZ's Reset, wherever you listen.